0: Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a brain rewiring certified coach and human design expert. In this podcast, we talk about becoming the most kick-ass, unstoppable version of yourself, building a life of alignment and flow that you deserve, and taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at sandyyang.hd hey hey welcome back to the podcast i know it has been a while and how the heck do we have like two more weeks of the year left well i hope everyone is having a wonderful holiday season and really like just enjoying the vibe of this time of year um this is actually my second time recording this intro because technical difficulties, but I was trying to record an intro for this last week and it was a completely different vibe for me. I was so excited that it was December and I was feeling all kind of expanded, just very excited um, that it was Sagittarius season However, this week, while it is Thursday um, that I am recording this, this week has just been really interesting. Um, I am not an expert on this, but I just know enough to share in a hopefully valuable way. But apparently, um, the eclipse season is really hitting me hard. And I also have talked to a lot of people and it's kicking everybody's butts a little bit. Um, It will kind of just keep going until winter solstice, which is on the 21st of December. So that's coming up really soon. But basically, this is a huge transformation period. And a lot of triggers have been coming up for people as well as like emotional highs and lows. Um, all of this is coming right now because they are ready to be released. And basically, is an opportunity to kind of like tie... I don't know how to say this. It's like tie up loose ends for the year. Um, kind of just like get clear on how you want to show up for the new year. And kind of just like declutter what is no longer serving you. And make space for what will. Um, Because clearing space is like such a underrated topic. We talk about manifestation a lot, but um, your manifestations can't really come through if you're too occupied or there's just too much clutter. Um, It's almost like, say, I am trying to call in more of my soul aligned clients um, who I really enjoy working with, who are like, you know, a joy to work with basically. But I keep settling for people who I know will be a pain in the butt. Um, so I'm almost like blocking those soul aligned clients from coming in. And even if they really want to work with me, I just wouldn't have space to work with them. So hopefully that makes sense. So before the new year, Um, I know, well, hopefully we have some downtime between Christmas and New Year is a really good time to reflect and take inventory of what you want to keep, like what went really well, what you want to keep doing, what do you want to do more of, and what habits, beliefs, patterns, relationships, obligations would you like to release for good. So okay, that's my rent. Um, So basically, this whole week, I've been kind of just like getting downloads about what needs to go. And it's kind of tough, to be honest with you. Like people think personal development or you know growing spiritually is like this really beautiful process which it is but it is also very exhausting and challenging in a beautiful way of course um so if you're feeling exhausted and you are making decisions to grow but you're like why is this so depressing you're actually doing this right because like let's say you make space right in the three-dimensional world that we live in there is like space and time and things take a while to happen which means when you like just make space let's say you let go of a friend who was toxic now you have one fewer friend and it's like okay now your life has this empty space and depend on who you are i guess um you might feel like oh my god why what if like i did something really wrong what if i made a wrong decision what if i never have another friend you know like scarcity mindset which can show up for all of us and you might be tempted to reach back out to this toxic friend and maybe they weren't that bad you know um but if you just give it A few days or just longer, you lean into trust, you stay in that trusting, worthy space, then you'll probably meet someone better than what you could have ever imagined. Um, So that's kind of just like a little bit of the energetic piece of clearing space. Might be a little scary, giving you a heads up if you're going through this. Anyways, um, I have talked enough, let's talk about today's guest. So as 2022, oh, that's a lot of twos, is quickly approaching. God, I hate the term new year resolution. It like makes me cringe. Um, But yeah, a lot of us get really excited thinking about how we want to show up in the new year. How do we want to experience the new year? That kind of thing. Um, For a lot of us, health and wellness is a goal and that's also true for myself um because well like duh is so important your body is like your physical vessel to like enjoy your human experience so of course it would be a priority and today we have jess montasia who is a holistic health coach and yoga instructor She specifically helps her clients create their own unique pathways to health by embracing fundamentals of holistic nutrition, meditation, yoga, and human design. So Jess and I initially connected because we were both very into human design. I know, what a surprise. But we were also really connecting over our love for like healthier version of snacks you ate growing up. Um, Okay, literally America is amazing with this. Every snack or quote unquote junk food that you loved growing up, there is a cleaner version of it made with healthier, less inflammatory ingredients, which is amazing. But going back to having health goals, which is a very noble goal, I really do think it is amazing that people talk about body acceptance and intuitive eating, which are wonderful concepts, but there's so much noise with this, especially with the intuitive eating thing. Like a lot of people are out of touch with their intuition. They don't trust themselves when it comes to making decisions, but all of a sudden When it comes to food, they're so intuitive and um, they're really just ignorant and their body may be just craving more processed foods because processed foods are addicting. They are engineered to be that way. I really don't believe that anybody can intuitively eat in today's world as like, you know, a grown-up unless they understand the basics of nutrition. Like it doesn't have to be super complicated, but um just with a little bit of knowledge, one can really become super empowered in nutrition. Also oh, this has been coming up in my um client sessions a lot. Body acceptance is like really interesting. And I know people come from good intentions when they talk about body positivity or body acceptance, but I really don't believe that anybody should feel like they need to accept or love their bodies if they really just don't. Instead, they can just practice respecting their bodies, and that's much easier and takes a lot of the pressure off and you actually make better decisions because you respect your body and respect yourself. Um, So that's just a rant I have. So going back to Jess, why I love her is because I resonate with her approach so much. She is all about empowering her clients in creating a healthy, a sustainable healthy lifestyle they love. And that is so important because that is literally the only way you can create lasting results. We talked a lot about the mind-body connection, which is a very real thing. Literally, when I was trying to, not to make this all about me, but when I was trying to start living a healthier lifestyle, I really did not understand The importance of having some sort of mindfulness practice. Like I really did not get this until years after. So we talk a lot about this. Jess is an amazing meditation teacher and you can actually check out her meditation course if you resonate with this episode or if you're looking to start a practice. um, Everything will be linked in the show notes. We also talk about her human design and how that has helped her in really finding what she's good at and understanding herself, as well as using it as a tool to better guide and motivate her clients. So if health and wellness goals is something you're focusing on in the new year, or even right now, honestly, don't wait for the new year, um, give this episode a listen and hope you enjoy. So how's your day been?
1: It's been good. I, so this is totally the MG in me, but yeah, I've just been like, like the beginning of this week, I was so productive and I did so much, like created so much content for this like course that I'm creating and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like the past two days, I've just been like, I just need to chill and do nothing.
0: Okay. I actually am really curious. Um, how is that like day to day for an MG? Um, I think, you know, like with tools like human design, astrology, there's like a slippery slope where you're like, oh, I'm this way because I'm a MG or I'm tired and I can't get shit done because I'm a projector. And that is where it becomes not productive. Um, So can you share with us how you sort of like stay consistent with like achieving your goals, showing up for, I don't know, like your business, like your health and wellness, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I would say that, I mean, for me, since learning that I'm an MG, it's been really interesting because before I would always try to just push myself through with working And it would just make me so exhausted that like I was, my creativity was literally just like so blocked, like all the time. And I, I didn't know why I thought it was just because like, I honestly just didn't know why I was like, I just feel like, I don't know what I want to do like with my business and everything. And then I, I definitely got more into spirituality and whatnot, but learning and embracing the MG energy has been, it's been an experiment but it's been something for me that's made me realize like when I'm in my creative burst and then when I need to like really rest, if that makes sense. Um, it's something that I'm still balancing for sure and testing with, but I just like, ha- I know when I'm in my creative and I like, I, I try to like work through it a lot and just get as much as I can done in it. If that makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So it's almost like you get into like sort of a vortex where you're just like very in your zone of genius, things are flowing. Um, That is sort of like how I think that looks like, obviously, I don't know from firsthand experience.
1: Yeah, well, it is too. And then to answer your question on like, you know, it can go down a slippery slope. I make sure if you're like, what I've realized for me is like, if I'm giving myself quality rest, it's not going to be a really long drawn out process versus if I was trying to like push through and not actually rest, it would just draw it out even more and then create less productivity for me in the long run. So it's like, I've learned that if I give myself like a day or two to like fully rest, I'm going to bounce right back. And so that's, what's really helped me with like staying in, like getting things done, I guess, but I've learned it's really challenging for me. Like I I really can't fully stick to like the same exact routine every single day, but I do make it an intention to like tune in with my business every day. And like, of course, if I have clients to show up for that's a non-negotiable, it's more so of like the creative side of it, I would say.
0: Mm. Define creativity for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, that's been, okay. And this is also the MG in me. I have like so many different parts of my business. Like Mm -hmm. I do holistic nutrition. I'm doing meditation. I'm doing human design. I do yoga. And so there are all these different things, but they, it works for me. And so really with me, like the creative part of it has been, you know, I'm I'm launching a holistic nutrition self-paced course within the next month. So the creative part of that um, is something that I've had to tap into. And then I'm launching a meditation program that's like a small group program and creating all of the guided meditations and the format and everything for that. Um, so, and then like with my yoga flows, that's something like I create my yoga flows as well. So it's just, uh, I don't know, that's what I do, I guess.
0: Yeah, I love that. And like all of those pieces played together really well. I remember uh, when I first started um, my health and wellness journey for myself, I was so focused on food and like eating perfectly and um, ignoring sleep. Um, I was like exercising, but I wasn't like having any sort of mindfulness practice. Um, so that plays such a big part, I think.
1: Yeah, I actually love that you brought that up. I was thinking about that before, before we started recording. I was thinking about how, I, I like you, what segued me into the health and wellness space was nutrition. And it's what I went, I went back to school for it. And then after school, I was just like hardcore, all about nutrition And ever since I've been going down like my spiritual journey, I've realized like nutrition is one component and there's so much more like, you know, with the mind body connection, there's so much more to fully embracing and figuring out what works for you from like a mind body spirit level. Um, So nutrition is like, to me, the foundation. And then, you know, there's so many other parts with like the meditating, the mindset, the spirituality that it just like all it definitely all serves a purpose,
0: yeah. I didn't, I thought spirituality was like really lame until <laughs> I started like um being more interested in wellness. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned that you're creating a meditation program and you have like um yoga, um, uh, med- uh, yeah, meditation, yoga, holistic nutrition, um. So tell us about what you do and who you are. I know okay. we just like went into talking.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have, so I am a holistic health coach and I also a yoga instructor, but I primarily work with if I'm working with clients one-on-one, we embrace the human, the human design, of course, aspect and we really start there and then we tie in fundamentals of holistic nutrition, really helping them with, um, cleaning up their diet and also switching to like healthier alternatives. I really approach it from an educational standpoint as well, because I really want my clients to feel like empowered by the end of the program to be like, Oh, I know what to buy. I know what's healthy. What's not. Um, and then also the mindfulness and the meditation, a lot of the, my clients that come to me, they don't meditate. They're pretty intimidated by it. And so it's really about helping them get familiar and acquainted with it in a way that's like really inviting. That's kind of, I would say with everything that I do, I try to do it in a way that's like very digestible because I think no matter what, like yoga, eating healthy, again, the meditation aspect, like it can all be so intimidating to people. And so people are like, I don't want to dive into that because I don't want to have to be perfect with everything. So that's like a big theme. With what I do. And then I am segueing. So the holistic nutrition course, I am creating as a standalone course that people can, you know, purchase on their own if they want, if they're just curious about nutrition in general, and don't feel like they really need the coaching aspect of it, just because I think it's information that everybody needs to know.
0: Yeah, so, definitely.
1: Yeah. So that's something that I just like want to be more accessible to people. Um, and it's 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 just really interesting. You and I always geek out on nutrition. So I know you know.
0: Yeah, um, I know. I went through a phase where I was like reading every article on like mind, body, green or well yeah. and good. Um, I think like knowing the basics, like, you know, was a carbohydrate, was a fiber, how much protein, mm-hmm. healthy fats, which oils to buy versus not. That should be like common sense. But it's
1: not. And that's something that like, that I've realized in, you know, especially through my conversations with family and friends, I'll be talking about something and they'll be like, well, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, because it's in the ingredients, like it's, I just do. And then I realize I'm like, okay, wait, this is not common knowledge. And a lot of the things that I know is from going back to school and also Like you, I was so obsessed with learning everything. I was reading, listening to all these nutrition podcasts. And the reality is that not everybody is like that, right? Um, Which is totally fine. But then I'm just like, okay, so how can I, how can I take all of this information and translate it into something that is like more straight to the point, more digestible for people? and gives them direction on how to take action on it with like how to make the switches from like the unhealthy oils to the healthy oils for example you know healthier variations of like condiments baking uh fundamentals like all of those things people are just you know it's and it's confusing our food industry makes it a lot harder so that's a big theme in my nutrition course as well is reading past you know the marketing myths that the food industry has put out there because those are pretty pretty heavily marketed and it's also something that a lot of people just aren't aware of so it's really just about helping people to become more conscious consumers
0: yeah um I remember up until like a few years ago, I would like buy a product and um, I'll be so influenced by the marketing is like gluten-free, high yeah. protein, um, blah, 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 like no refined sugars, but it can still have like a bunch of honey, which isn't like necessarily that great for you in excess. Right. Um, but I was like so overwhelmed with like reading labels that I only read the calorie number.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that for me, the calories, right, is, you know, not all calories are created equal. Um, So that's something that I definitely encourage people to notice because the ingredients can be overwhelming, but that's also what my nutrition course is really meant to help familiarize people with as well, and just give them tools that they can refer back to, because it is important to know the quality of the calories that you're intaking as well. But yeah, it, It's just confusing and it's a lot. And that's where, that's where the coaching element really benefits because I think a lot of people, it's overwhelming. And so just having, I mean, I, when I first transitioned to healthy eating, I had like numerous breakdowns where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) Like, Like I really, I truly remember sitting on my couch with a paleo cookbook and I was like, what is coconut flour and like coconut sugar and almond like I was like I didn't even know these things existed. So I was always like wishing, you know, when I reflect on my journey I'm like I wish I had someone that was just like telling me and help helping educate me and guide me. And so that's really what like drove me to even wanting to become a coach because when I went back to school for nutrition that wasn't my intention. It was really just because it sparked a fire in me. And I was like, I have to know more about this.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, So what brought you into health and wellness in the first place?
1: So my own health journey, which I think that happens with a lot of us, right? But so I really struggled with severe digestive issues, like my entire life. Uh, my parents would take me to the ER when I was little because I would have like the worst stomach pain and they would they would always just be like nothing's wrong with her she's fine and that was like in the 90s right Doctors weren't looking at food allergies and sensitivities there was nothing wrong with me per se. so I grew up you know eating whatever I wanted to eat I come from an Italian family we had, bread and butter, pasta, very much so staples of our diet growing up. And I had stomach aches every single day of my life. And I'm not exaggerating. And sometimes it would get to the point where, you know, I wouldn't go, I would cancel social outings. Like I would end up staying home. I was so uncomfortable. And I kind of always just thought it was something that I had to deal with, if I'm being honest, uh, because I was always told, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. And then one day I was sitting in my primary care's office, I was 25, I'm 28 now, and there was like a sign for the food sensitivity. And I was like thinking about it and I was like, I should probably do that. And so I was like, I'm going to do it, like just see. And so I did, and then it came back and I was like severely, severely intolerant to gluten, all dairy, garlic of all things. Oh no! Yeah, that one's been a challenge. I've been able to reincorporate it into my diet to an extent because I've healed my gut a lot. But that was like that was the worst one, if I'm being honest. Um, And then so those were the main ones. And I I got the results and I sat down with their nutrition specialist that they had on staff. She literally handed me a packet and was like, "Okay, well here's how to eat, you know, according to your food intolerances." And I was like. Okay, I know nothing about nutrition. And that was all they told me. So I, I left, I sat in my car, I literally cried for like 20 minutes, and I was like, I have no idea like what how how to eat now, because I also didn't know how to cook. And so, which is kind of sad at 25, but you know, um, I didn't either.. <laughs> I called my mom and I was crying to her about it, and I was like, why didn't you teach me how to cook? And she was like, go get a cookbook. And I was like, wow, okay. Uh, that's probably where I get my stats from, but I did, I went and I got a paleo cookbook and it segued me into, I was like, okay, I need to do this. Like, I don't want to feel like shit anymore. And so I went like all in, started eating paleo first and it was a huge transition. And I think that like with healthy eating, people get a lot. I was like, oh, it's so expensive. And it's like, yeah. Honestly, initially it can be because you're, you're swapping out a lot of staples and whatnot. But once you learn more about like what to use with the different staples and you already make that transition, it's not as bad as people think.
0: I really don't get that though. Cause you're like going to a grocery store, you're buying like veggies and meat and, um, mm-hmm. like just like whole foods. Yeah. And like, I feel like if you're like not eating healthy, I don't even know what that looks like, you know, for everyone is different. Yeah. Does that mean like eating out cuz that is not any cheaper.
1: Right. So that that's the thing too is it's a lot of it is putting it into perspective for people cuz like I'll get clients that, you know, they go and they get Starbucks every single day and I'm like think of how much money you're spending on that and and then definitely a lot of my clients go to happy hours a lot and It's just kind of like, okay, you kind of have to pick and choose like where you want to spend your money. And it's just about being more mindful with it, I think too, because it's really easy to just overlook that aspect of it. But once you become more aware and conscious of it, it's something that you can definitely, you know, make shifts around. And again, yeah, then you kind of realize, oh, I'm actually not spending that much on, on food. And once you, in my experience with everyone that I've worked with and myself, included once you do make the switch to healthy eating it's like there's no going back because yeah you just feel so much better
0: <laughs> right I mean you know? there's definitely there can definitely be room for like fun foods but you don't yeah. want that to be like your every day um, I'm also curious what kind of people come to you what is like their goal
1: yeah I typically work with m- mostly women and they are usually around our age, like in their late 20s and working corporate jobs. So I found that the corporate w- women working in the corporate industry, especially approaching like their late 20s or being in their 30s, it
0: is a weird stage of your life. It's, it's like the so Saturn return <laughs> on steroids. <laughs>
1: I'm in the middle of my Saturn return right now. Same. So it's been like, shit's hit the fan. Um, we can talk yeah. about that
0: more later. I, we I'm totally like should. To here.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely women who are in the corporate work setting and just really not, a lot of them are, are curious about healthy eating, but they're not, they, they don't really have the time to like explore it a lot because their jobs are pretty, at this point when you're in your late twenties, like if you've been working corporate for a while, like you've worked your way up, like you're doing really well for yourself and it's pretty demanding. So that's how it is with a lot of my clients. Um, and I just recently uh, took on a client, actually, she's a working mom and uh, she's the first mom I'm working with. So I'm really excited about that. But, you know, she's really struggling with how to find that balance of taking care of herself and taking care of her kids. And so that's something I'm really excited to bring the human design element into that because we're, we're going to go into the human design of both of her kids as well. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, mostly women, late, er, late 20s, early 30s, working in the corporate world.
0: And what is their goal? Is it like weight loss? They want to feel more energetic. They want to feel sharper mentally or like all of it.
1: Kind of a, a combination, I would say. So I set the standard pretty, I'm pretty straightforward upfront about this isn't like a weight loss program. You will most likely lose weight from it. But most, most of the women that I've worked with are more so feeling a bit lost and just wanting direction and they're like wanting to take more control of like their health and their life in a sense and really just wanting to take the guesswork out of eating. That's, that's the big thing. Um, so yeah, it's definitely not, I mean, I will, every single client I've had is like, yeah, I would love to lose weight, but it's never the primary focus. Yeah. Yeah they're all open-minded to, you know, the human design, the mindset, which I think is very important because if, if you're not open to that, it's not going to work as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're, they're open and curious, definitely about the whole mind body approach.
0: Okay. That's wonderful. And yeah, I like, um, how you're teaching your clients, you know, things that they will like want to know for the rest of their lives, because like we need to eat every day, you need to like know what you're doing. Before I learned about nutrition, I would like start off the day with like a smoothie with like a bunch of kale, a bunch of berries, some coconut water and think that is healthy. But I would be hungry and eat like something like junky or like sugary by like mid morning. So I was really confused and like really frustrated. Um, So I do think that is so valuable and um, yeah, they will lose weight and they will know how to like keep it off.
1: Right. That's the, that's the point is, especially with the nutrition, I always tell them I'm like, the whole point of this is like, I don't want you to need me by the end of it. Like I want you to walk away feeling empowered, feeling like I know what to eat. I know how to eat. And also figuring out a way specifically that works for them because it's a combination of, yeah, there's the staples that you need to make the changes with, to the healthier alternatives and variations and whatnot. But it's also, you know, the, all of the fad diets that have come out and people get so stuck on, you know, I have to eat according to this schedule, or I can't eat any carbs. And it's really, it's like, okay, we are so bio-individual. It is so important to find a way of eating that works for you. And that truly is not going to be the way that worked for your best friend or your mom or that influencer. Like it's, it's time to like drown out the noise and like really take a look at and start seeing what works specifically for you. And that's yeah. something that, like, a lot of people don't even realize they're doing is like they're chasing after what's worked for other people or like what social media is telling them it to do. And, you know, it, it's not always like that.
0: Yeah. I will say, though, um, as a one-three profile, I <laughs> feel like I did have to try different things to find what worked for me. And if totally. I didn't try it myself, I'll just be like curious. I feel like I have FOMO. Um, so definitely like no like basic principles, like, you know, how to balance your blood sugar, like, you know, um, that kind of thing, I think is very helpful to navigate through all the noise too.
1: Yes, 100%. I love that you brought that up because so the element of human design has been so insightful for me in not only my own life and navigating like my relationships with family and friends, but also with my clients, because it really helps me guide them in a way that is going to resonate more with them. If that makes sense, it versus, you know, and really helps me to take away like what, well, what's worked for me and folks bring the focus on how can I best help guide them like truly because that's why I love human design it just gives you like so much so many tangibles to work off of for how many for like how people just are
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely want to like move into some rapid fire questions I know it will lead to like more topics (laughs) that will be fun to discuss okay so first of all how do you start your day
1: oh okay I have a routine. I don't keep it strictly the same every day. Cause that's not in my design. I've really embraced that, but I will wake up. I like to sit and I always sip my coffee pretty much first thing after I have some water. Um, lately I'm staying with my parents right now. So lately I do little like spiritual readings with my mom. That's like the first thing that we do. And we just kind of so talk. Cute. Yeah. It's like our thing. Um, The there it's just a really great way to start the day, honestly. And it's just a thing that we do. But so we always do that. That's like the first thing no matter what. And I always look forward to it. And then I'll either take my dog on a walk or I meditate for sure. I do angel card pulls every single day. And which deck do you have? I have the angel prayers deck. It's I think it's just called it's just called Angel Prayers. Oh, okay. By Kyle
0: Right. That guy.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that guy.
0: (laughs) It's it's the only Kyle Gray.
1: Yes, yes. It's the only card deck that I have. I've definitely been wanting to get more, but uh I'm just it's really working for me right now and I'm really drawn to it. So that that's really I I do start my morning. It's really a non-negotiable for me to look inward and that's also in my human design as well is looking in like really relying on myself and you know having seeing myself as the best version of myself I guess well which Um, part of
0: your design is this
1: like this the six profile oh okay six two Mm -hmm. so having it okay this is what I've learned so you know your six the first number in your profile, obviously, is like how you view yourself. And then the second is how others like really see you. So I've realized that I have not been leaning into the six of my profile, because I haven't been seeing myself as like, you know, a a leader per se on certain things and getting caught up in like what other people are doing and whatnot. It's really been working for me, I'll say though. Um, and so, yeah, the, the mindfulness, the mindset that is a non-negotiable for me. And then typically I kind of eating wise, I let myself, I'm very intuitive with how I eat. I don't stick to a strict schedule. So sometimes I'll eat like eggs and avocado if I'm feeling hungrier or I kind of have this like go-to protein smoothie that I make. Um, and then I start my work day usually.
0: I love that. Because <laughs> yeah. I eat the same thing. I either have a smoothie with like protein, fat, fiber, and greens, or yeah. I have like eggs and avocado.
1: Yeah. I keep it super simple with the way I eat. Like it's just so much easier that way. And it's it's just easier.
0: What is your digestion profile?
1: It's nervous touch.
0: Oh, okay. Um that's
1: something I've still been still been experimenting with.
0: Yeah. I'm like always curious about that one because it's so different from, you know, the mindful eating stuff you would generally, generally like see on the internet or hear people talk about is really like getting is like your system is normally calm and you want to almost like activate it so it can digest food and information. Yeah. So, um one of my friends, she is also a nervous touch. And she said she will literally like snack on little things while she's cooking. So almost like ease her way into like eating the actual meal.
1: Yes, 100%. That's something I definitely do. And what I've learned, I don't, I don't know a ton about the nervous touch yet. But what I do know is the eating on the go and like, standing up while eating and what you touched on with, like, it goes against the whole mindfulness with eating and everything. So resonated with me when I learned about it though, because I remember when I was in school for nutrition, they were talking about being mindful and present with your meals and like drowning out everything else. And literally just focusing on what you're eating. I tried doing that once. And I was like, this, this ain't it. Like (laughs) Saying it. And so and, and so literally I was telling myself, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not mindful because I can't eat, like just solely focusing on my food. <laughs> like I truly have to have things going on around me. And um so now, ever since I've learned that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not crazy, but like that's who I'm meant to be. And so I don't force myself to try to be mindful of that. And I, I snack a lot while I'm like in the car or like, while I'm doing things while I'm working. It's kind of just like, I really like to be doing something while I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it stimulates like my brain and my system. So yeah. yeah, it's again, it's just so interesting the way it just, the human design, it adds a whole nother element to eating, just how to like define your lifestyle it's it's crazy to me
0: yeah and some are like a little hard to comprehend like mm-hmm. their touch eating on the go works really well for you for someone else who was calm touch that is like terrible yeah um, we're like oh <laughs> I am um what am I I'm indirect light. so I feel like if I eat like a like a regular meal during the day um I feel really bloated and lethargic when food is supposed to like make you make me feel energized so I was like really confused for for a while um so learning that was definitely helpful
1: wait I'm so curious about that because I've only done one reading it was for one of my friends who had that same digestive type and she was like so what I just eat at night and I was like well that's that's the concept is that eating you know when the sun's not up (laughs) and I I honestly did not feel like I could like back it up with anything so I would love to hear about your experiment with that
0: sure um so you know how people talk about like circadian rhythm and um like you're not supposed to eat too late and um it will will help you sleep better if you had an early dinner that's also good for your metabolism and I agree with that I see the value in that Um, how I do it is um, with food I would have um, like liquid meals like I'll have like a collagen latte in the morning if like it's cold I will have a protein smoothie for lunch just like smaller things that are easily digestible does that make sense? yeah 100% um, yeah. So like, if I was going to like go out to eat with like a friend or whatever, I would rather go out for dinner. Yeah. Okay. That but if totally someone invites sense. me out for lunch, uh, brunch, I'll still go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like something a,
0: smaller. Right. And I don't follow this like all the time. Yeah. And it's also like digesting information. So I would, if I have to pick meditating, journaling, in the morning or at night I would do it at night
1: Mm, interesting yeah and and, and have you noticed you've noticed like a big difference with that
0: I wouldn't say it's like night and day super life-changing but it does feel like easier if that makes sense
1: yeah Yeah. totally and that's why they always say like you just experiment with it you know see see how it works
0: yeah um with like people who have like the taste digestion, that one, I have a hard time like thinking how that it would look like day to day. Um, So yeah, it's like interesting to like hear how people live their design their way. Because like, Mm -hmm. we can like, talk about it and guess. But, um, you know, firsthand experience is always fun.
1: Totally. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, with the with the digestion, I, the open and closed taste is a little confusing to me as well. I feel like it's just like the most, the easiest to understand for me has been obviously like the cold or hot thirst (laughs) because it's pretty straightforward. Um, and I actually have a lot of friends who are cold thirst and they're, it's just funny to like read all of this to people. And they're like,
0: I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like I know a few people who are cultures as well, and you know how like, I don't know if it's like a particularly new thing, but um, some like people in this, you know, like in this, I don't want to say spiritual world, but like in the wellness world, like they talk about, oh, like eating like a lot of fruit and like eating like raw and like just like veggies and fruit and like that won't work for me. And then I like learn about, oh, they're actually cold thirst, so mm-hmm. they can handle it.
1: Yeah, I did a raw diet once for, it was supposed to be seven days and I lasted for three. I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I try that too. Um, when like, what's her face? Kate Middleton did it when she was like trendy. I like ate strawberries and bananas like for like a day. And I was like, this is not working for me.
1: It's so funny. Yeah, it's again, it's just like it It varies from person to person. And it's it's truly about like trial and error, I think for everyone and just finding what works for you, which is something that I always try to explain to my clients as well Is it's like, okay, like I can definitely guide you and give you information, but ultimately like you're going to be the one telling me like what works for you and what doesn't. So it's a process for sure.
0: Definitely. Okay, so we love the mornings. What topic are you really into right now?
1: Honestly, human design. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going through, as you know, like a deeper course training on it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that in my free time, it's what I, like I listen to, the po- like human design podcast about it you know I'm kind of die I'm the type of person that like when I get really fascinated with something I want to know everything about it and I become like very consumed in it and then yeah, same. yeah and then I'll just kind of like not necessarily move on from it but uh step away from it a little bit and then dive into something else so it's definitely been human design for me
0: Have you looked up your parents' design? Oh, yeah. Do they resonate with it?
1: Actually, yeah, a lot. Um, It was really interesting as well for me to understand them in you know, there's so many things that they do that I'll be like, oh, that's in their design. And so it makes me less like frustrated, I guess, about certain things.
0: I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, but yeah, I did readings for both of them and they both, my mom's a generator and my dad is an MG like me. He's also a one three, um, which totally makes sense for him, but they both definitely had so many like aha moments and we're just like, oh yeah, that makes so much more sense. And like, one thing for my dad is um, he really doesn't do well with routine, but he was really forcing himself to try to stick with one for so long. And I could like see, you know, how much it was draining him. And so it's like in his MG profile. And I think one of his arrows that he doesn't do well with routine. Mm -hmm. And he- ever since learning that he's been like so much more just like fluid with things and like not making himself do the same things at the same time every single day. And he's been like so much less stressed. It's crazy.
0: I love that so much. Um, I think like even those who have a left pointing routine arrow, it's still like good to change things up, you know, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a right routine arrow? Yeah. Okay, same. And I do better, like, when I just, like, know what I have to accomplish during the day, in what order, it doesn't really matter, and at yes. what time, it doesn't matter that much.
1: Yes, I'm the same exact way, because I was kind of like, when you were like, how do you start your mornings? It's like, I have the same things that I do, but I don't do them in the same order. I just, and I don't always do them in the morning. Sometimes I'll do them, like, when I want to take a break from working, or it's normally in the afternoon or in the morning that I'll do it. But I definitely take that pressure off of myself to like, do everything the exact same, which I mean, that works for some people, but not all.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm also curious about your emotional authority, right? Yes. Yeah. And you're an MG. So like the sacral piece is still like really, really crucial. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you apply following your strategy and authority?
1: Okay. So this is something that I'm definitely still learning about myself and playing around with, but I'm very familiar with what my gut feeling feels like. And like when it's a yes, and when it's a no, that's something that I've, I kind of stopped myself and I was like, okay, well, what does that actually feel like in my body so that I know? Um, I also have a tendency to like get really excited. And I have the channel that's, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the direct from my sacral to my throat that makes Mm -hmm. me an mg yeah and so I mean I was learning when I was learning about I believe that that like makes you a little bit more manifestory in terms of like your in terms of in terms of of, like urges
0: yes and
1: so I find that I get like when I get excited by something I like really want to act on it right away Mm -hmm. and I've definitely done that in the past and it comes back to bite me because then I'll be like okay well in the moment my gut was excited. But then a few days later, once my emotions set in, my gut was no longer, I was like, why did I do that? Or why did I buy that? So now, even when I'm excited about something like with online shopping, for example,
0: I so resonate with this.
1: This is really big. I've, I've gotten way better at how much money I spend ever since so with online shopping, I would always just be like, oh yeah, I want that. And I buy it. And then I would have it. And like, I'd be like, you know, I don't really like this, but then I wouldn't want to go through the effort of returning it. And so with, this is just one example. I'll now I wait a few days and for me, I'm still learning like how long it takes me to figure out, you know, go through my emotional waves, but I wait no matter what now with making decisions about things and I find that it's really beneficial because I'll realize like, okay, I seriously, like I don't want that anymore. Or I'll be like, yeah, I actually do want that. And then I'll I'll buy it.
0: I'm like sitting here freaking out, thinking, <laughs> wow, she is like reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you place the order, it doesn't come for like a few days. By the time it comes, you're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. You're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Yeah. And um, recently, so like last month was Labor Day, right? And um, there were all these sales. So I've always been like really into like infrared saunas. I haven't Mm -hmm. really been um, since like the pandemic. But I was like, huh, should I get like an infrared sauna blanket? Because it was like $100 off. It was like, um, originally like 500. So it's not cheap, right? Right. And I was like, Um, oh my God, if I get it, my life will be complete. My skin will glow, blah, blah, blah. I'll detox every day. Um, And then I was like, okay, let's just like give it two days. And, you know, this sale is not going anywhere, you know, abundance mindset. And then like all these people were like, oh, I recently sold my infrared sauna blanket because I wasn't using it as much. Or like, oh yeah, it's a bitch to clean. So I don't really use it. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want it anymore.
1: (laughs) See so it's good that you waited. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that that it's definitely something that it's it's so crazy again just being like wow how much that can like help you with navigating things and yeah, saving a lot of money.
0: Yeah, and it's also like when you're waiting um just like waiting for that clarity to come is like information and people are like sent your way to help you make that decision.
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I I am totally on board with that.
0: Okay. Love this. Um, okay. Like with your human design, like as a MG, I'm always like curious. So you struggle with gut issues, like digestive, um, challenges. How do you tune in with your body or your gut? If you don't feel good
1: That's a good question. So I would say, so I, I mean, I meditate every day and that just really helps me with tuning into my body in general, but I've noticed now that it's not only what I eat, but it's, it's the situations that I'm in that impact. If I, you know, end up getting bloated or having digestive distress, this is also something that I was working with an energy healer, Katie, obviously I know you guys are good friends. Uh, My guides came through to her and told her or to tell me to notice the situations that I'm in when my gut flares, Mm -hmm. because for me now, uh, I can eat gluten and dairy in moderation and there are times where I'm totally fine. And then there's times where I'm not. And I've started bringing my awareness away from the food itself and to the situation or the people that I was with when I, when I was eating the food or how I was feeling. And it's actually made a huge difference in helping me to understand that correlation because like the mind body connection, it's so, I mean, it's, it's everything. Um, so for me, I've, I've realized that like, if I'm not, if I'm eating and I'm like anxious or I'm upset, normally anxious or upset, I normally get really bloated. Like, yeah. And so, and also if I'm, if I'm with people that I don't particularly like being around, which I've been a lot pickier now about who I spend my time with. Like right. a lot. But I noticed that that creates upset as well. And then there's times where like I'll reflect and I'll be like, "Oh, I had pizza that night, but I was with like two of my best friends and we were having like such a great time, I didn't have any reaction." So it's just been very interesting.
0: So that, interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and and that piece of it for me and again, this is kind of where it's like I think the more that you dive into human design and even, you know, spirituality, it you realize that nutrition and what you physically put into your body yes it's so important but there's so much more to it than just that
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's
1: what that's what I've learned did I answer your question
0: (laughs) yes you did wonderfully too (laughs) okay um because it's so funny like last week um I was like really constipated, TMI. <laughs> and like, it's okay, I talk about this stuff all the time. I think life. we should, you know. It's
1: nothing to be, like people get so embarrassed and it's like, literally it's a part of being human. And yeah. like, let's talk about it so we can navigate through it.
0: Right, so I was like constipated which makes me feel kind of off. Yeah. And then I noticed after this one energy healing session that I did for someone, I just felt so full and I didn't even eat like for many hours. But I was just, like, so full and, like, in, like, a not comfortable way. Yeah. And then that just, like, continued. And I was, like, so, like, me and my brother, we talk about poop. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, well, I haven't pooped for, like, several days. And I'm, like I, was like, I was, like, oh, I'm so constipated. And he was, like, are you sure it's not, like, emotional constipation? And he's not into, like, all this, you know, wellness, processing your emotions kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm, like, oh, <laughs> So I actually like finally sat my ass down and did like an energy healing session on myself and like kind of like write down whatever that was like bothering me. And I felt so much better after.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah, the emotional constipation part of it is, that's huge. Because it's, it's kind of like the same token of like, I don't know when you're like anxious or nervous. and like, you go to the bathroom a lot. Like it's like the opposite of constipation, it's like you know, that's like the mind
0: is so tense. It does yeah. feel safe to really,
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's like, your emotions are controlling that response really. So it's interesting that connection between the two, it's like, that's where like the, the holistic approach comes in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask you Okay. Um, I am really curious because you are, would you say you're like a meditation teacher?
1: So I'm actually tapping into that newly. And this is something, again, that my guides, my guides kept telling me, they were like, start paying attention to what people ask you about a lot, because that is what you're meant to teach.
0: Dude, that is like the two in you.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and then they kept telling me you, you, you're not going to need a certification for it. So get out of your head with that. Like it's your innate gift. And, you know, part of the six, two profile is to help to show society that we don't need certifications for our innate gifts. Right. That's why so many people don't use them because they're like, well, I'm not like certified in that, so I can't do it. And so I started to really reflect on that and like I'm not kidding. Almost every single day. So many people would ask me like clients, friends, family, like, what do you, so like, when you meditate, like, what do you do? Like, how do you do that? And I started really thinking about it. And I was like, holy shit, that's it. It's meditation. And so I started just kind of like toying with it. And I was like, okay, how do I want to present this? And then kind of like, honestly, out of nowhere, I just came up with this I was like, I'm going to start recording guided meditations for people and see like how it goes. And so it's like, it's very new, something that's very new. I have like a freebie on my website for beginners, but that is what my meditation program is really centered around that I'm launching in November is it's like an eight week long program. And I'm centering it around the seven chakras, the energy centers, which I think for a lot of people, that sounds kind of like, again, a little intimidating. Like they're kind of like, I don't really understand what that means. So it's really a way of presenting it that's more digestible, but it also really helps with, um, so basically what I'm doing, I'll backtrack a little, is I'm holding weekly guided meditation and yoga sessions that are centered around each chakra it's an eight week long program. So we're going to focus on the first week's like an introduction to meditation. And then the remaining seven are all focused on a chakra. And then I'm recording like guided meditations around healing and balancing that chakra that they can take home. And so in recording the meditations, like I've been writing my own scripts for it. And also just kind of like, it just comes very natural to me and I only have like one more to record. And so I've done it for all the seven chakras. And I kind of like looked back on it and I was like, holy shit. Like I did not know that I had this in me. And I just kind of like did it and it felt easy. And I was listening to them. And as, as I was recording the, the meditations, I started realizing certain things, like certain things were coming up for me that like, I needed to like work through that were centered around that chakra. And I was like, Holy shit, like I think this will actually really help people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so fucking cool.
1: Yeah. So that's something that I think is really interesting. Um, because my guides, again, they were like, you need to lean into your 62 profile. And I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. And then gradually <laughs> it all came together. So that's so yeah, the meditation site is really new for me, but it feels it just feels right and it feels easy and like not forced and. You know, last week I, I led a, a meditation workshop for like a corporate group. And so, and it went really well and it was so fun. And that is something I would love to eventually tap into too, is meditation and wellness really in the corporate group setting, because it's so needed Mm -hmm. and with COVID and everything, companies are becoming more and more aware and conscious of like their employees, mental health. And wanting to provide resources for them to, you know, be able to address and work through, have resources and tools to help them. Um, Because I think that COVID was like, obviously, a big slap in the face of, we need to slow down, the way that we're operating isn't working. Um, And, you know, now that so many people are working from home indefinitely, that's taken a huge toll on people's mental health. So, That is definitely a driving factor for me is like not only helping individuals with it, but eventually I think tapping into the corporate world could be really, really beneficial.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any tips for someone who is like, okay, I should try meditation, but they're like really scared. Um, how do you kind of like get started and make it a habit?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I would say, first of all, understanding that with meditation, it's not about silencing the mind. That's something that I always tell people because people are like, I don't have a quiet mind. Like I can't meditate. And it's like the point of meditation is to help you sort through the chatter that's going on in your mind to find clarity. And then you will find more silence within it. But it's not about like, just sitting there and being like perfectly content with yourself. Like that's not what it's going to be like, especially when you first get started. So that's number one. Number two, I always tell people it's all about your breath. And so I always teach people just a really easy, like three-part breathing technique where you just breathe in through your nose to the, normally the count of like four, and then you just hold it at the top and then you just exhale it out to the same count of four. And so breathing, tapping into that, that's the life force of the practice. And I always tell people anytime you are like your mind wanders because it's going to bring your focus back to your breath and really getting started with the guided meditations is a big thing. So that's something that I'm wanting to offer more guided meditations around to help people. But I also always recommend like Headspace or Calm or Insight Timer, the apps so that they have something that they can like utilize to kind of guide them my long-term, I mean, it's just kind of a brainstorm right now, but I would love, I would love to have a lot more guided meditations to be able to offer people. Cause I think that the guided element helps, especially when you're new.
0: Oh yeah. Like I'm not new, but I still like to be guided.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: These days there are like so many resources that people don't know where to start. Yeah. Of, like Which one's the best one? I'll say just like pick one and like get started. Like they're all going to work.
1: And it's about finding like what ones you like, because it's just like, I always tell people like meditating is like therapy. Like you have to date, you know, like when you go to therapy, you have to like date your therapist to like <laughs> see who you actually like. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the same thing with meditating. Like you just kind of have to figure out like what you like and what you don't. Some people will love to listen to guided meditations. Some people will prefer to just put on some calming music and focus on their breathing it, it's just dependent on the person. And so that too is where I think the benefit of like working with a coach comes in handy is like being able to provide like the guidance and the resources for like, okay, well maybe let's try this and this. Um, and then also being able to actually guide my clients through, through the meditations is something as well. But it, I feel the more that you get into it, I think the more it gets more comfortable and you start to notice the differences of like, just being more aware of how you're feeling and noticing your reactions are a bit more controlled and it really does come from meditating.
0: Mm. I feel like people meditate for different purposes.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It just, I guess, so individualized. I really focus a lot on meditation for anxiety anxiety something that I've struggled with since I was 22 and I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with and they don't like to talk about because it's uncomfortable to talk about it so it's something that I've started opening up more I'm and I'm definitely trying to open up more about it like on my social media and whatnot just to kind of normalize it a bit but Uh, it's really, really beneficial for that. And that's kind of, I know that there's like so many other powerful ways to use meditation. Um, But for me, the focus has been like really grounding into the present moment and trying to get out of that anxious mindset.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of anxiety, you struggled with this for like six years. Mm -hmm. Um, How did it start?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, When I was 22, I graduated college and moved. So I went to college at Washington State University. I'm from Seattle. I moved to Palm Springs, California for a job. I used to be in the hospitality industry immediately after college and didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh, I have a job offer, sure. Had no friends, no family there and didn't know what I was doing. And it literally propelled me into this world of like, okay, my life is completely different. I'm alone all the time. I don't know what to do with myself. And then it was making me ironically enough, like face a lot of things that like, I like around my childhood. And so I started developing severe, severe, I mean, to the point where like, I was like calling out of work, like it was was bad and it actually led me to go to talk therapy for the first time in my life and it also led me to my yoga teacher training so um i that was like the most severe i would say that i had it but it's definitely something that for me anxiety is the emotion that comes up when something is off and it's just a sign that i need to like i need to look at what's going on like i need to look at my emotions like What's making me feel this way? Because something's not right, and it's not always easy to like. Like with anxiety, a lot of the times, like you just you don't know why you feel that way, but there is an underlying reason.
0: Yeah. Um. So when you talk about anxiety, is there like a physical response of like, um, you know, in the heartbeat and like Mm -hmm. the breathing? You feel like you're going to faint.
1: Yeah. So. Definitely where I always feel it is in my chest and it's like, it's hard for me to breathe and my heart races. I also never have an appetite when I'm feeling really anxious and I'll notice like that I get lightheaded. So kind of the aspect of, I've never fainted from it, but I do get lightheaded. And I think that that's just from like not eating, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's how it physically resonates for me and my body. It can be different for other people, but uh, I've become very familiar. Like I know when I'm feeling anxious, and I'm like, okay, I have some shit that I need to work through because something's going on. So yeah, it's,
0: it's like your nervous system trying to like tell you something that something is off.
1: Totally, and it's something that you know, it's gotten a lot better for me, and I've learned how to to like manage it and whatnot. But it's something that I still, I still. I don't want to say struggle with, but it's something that is still, it's still a part of my life. And it's, I, that's why I have dove so also so deep into meditation because that really helps me as well. Um, It just helps me with like learning myself. And then also I'm the type of person that like, I need to move my body when I'm feeling anxious. And so that's also, I think why I'm so drawn to yoga because it just like gets me out of my head and into my body. And I learned something the other day that that's also with MGs, like, I was listening to a podcast about it. And they were, they were saying that, like, MGs can get into like a a burnout, but still have like energy to utilize, but they need to utilize it in a different way. And it has to go somewhere. Otherwise, they're going to like go crazy.
0: Yeah. So generators, too, is like when you are like, kind of like out of alignment, you feel that drained feeling Mm -hmm. you can feel like really tired and drained or you can feel like anxious restless like you can't just like sit yeah. So like movement is really a good way if you can't do anything about a situation. It's like a good way yeah. to like kind of just like move energy. And I'll say also like as a projector, I don't have a defined sequel with like my defined root and emotional center, like movement is also like really helpful too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it's just, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey for sure. Um, But I try to look at it as like, okay, it's just here to teach me something about myself. It's here to help me recognize and bring something into my awareness. And you really have, we really have so much more control over our minds than we think we do. And that's also something that I've really been kind of like sharing through the way that I approach meditation and, and the way that I teach it to people is like, you have a lot more control over your mind, but it's just a matter of practicing what is going to help you tap into that. And I was, again, listening to a human design podcast and they were talking about emotional authorities and how people with other, like that aren't an emotional authority, like it's kind of easier for them to pick up mindset work because they're not like riding this like emotional wave. Whereas <laughs> like emotional authority, cause like, Cause like for me, like, and I think that this goes in hand with like, I'm like, I'm still working on this every day because it's like, we have our emotional waves that like, we're always going to have to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't isn't that kind of crazy to think about when they said that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause they were talking about, they were both emotional authorities and they were talking about how like one of them was like, I did this program that was like a mindset thing and other people in it were like oh yeah I'm good like my mindset's great now and I was like well wait why am I still not good
0: and (laughs) that's so funny um (laughs) I do okay I can see how that works it's like when you're undefined emotional you like can pick up things more easily and especially in a group program it's like you're sucking it all up everybody Mm -hmm. is like kind of just like you know, um, in that whole, like, bubble, and you can feel like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, my mindset is, like, shifted, Mm -hmm. Um, and this is, like, me. Um, Obviously, like, on-define emotionals, they can, like, pick up other people's emotions, Um, but, like, for, I can see how, like, It can work both ways. Like, you know how when you're like feeling good, you're like, oh, my mindset is like so good right now. I'm like unstoppable. I don't know why I ever doubted myself. And then when you're having a low, you didn't sleep that well. You're like, my life is fucked. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's just, I feel like emotional waves are just so complex.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's definitely tricky, but I feel like it's almost like, a baseline and like doing mindset work and self-development stuff you're like raising that baseline and like the emotional waves emotional authority or not it's just like little waves um Mm -hmm. but like by raising your baseline you're like enhanced in general does that make sense
1: yeah that's a really good way to put it
0: yeah it's kind of like um if you have like a regular cycle it's kind of like when you are um you know, like that right before your period, early in your period, you're like, I feel shit Mm -hmm. in my body. But like by, you know, consistently like feeding yourself well and like exercising and like, you know, doing like embodiment shit, like you generally feel better about your body. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Whereas like, if you don't do that, you feel like shit when you're having your period, you feel like shit when you're not.
1: Yes. A hundred percent, and yeah, it all comes back to like how it's all connected, right? Like the nutrition, the emotions, like they all they go hand in hand for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's been so fun talking to you. (laughs) Um, I know. I feel
1: like this flew by.
0: (laughs) I know. So one last question: What's your favorite part about your human design?
1: Oh my gosh, I would say. I would probably say my six, two profile Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when I had that read to me, it was like, that was the part of my design that like, I felt the most seen, um, just because it's just the natural kind of like what we talked about, like having like things come natural, naturally to me is something that I've always like known about myself, but I've never had the courage to like act on. And so leaning into that has been, again, like just so empowering for me. And it's also been just a way for me to move forward in my business in a way that I didn't even like know was possible.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so expansive for anyone with a two in their profile to hear is like, what comes easily to you is what you're meant to be doing.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it's really about like, like, just trying it out and having the courage to like, go for that. You know what I mean? Cause you never know, like you'll surprise yourself. I truly think that, that you can surprise yourself. And I think that everyone should be able to tap into their, their natural gifts.
0: Yeah, definitely. So how can people find you?
1: Yeah. So if they want to connect with me on Instagram, my company name, it's called foundations in flow. Um, and so they can follow me at foundations That's my Instagram handle, or they can find me on my website, www.foundationsinflow.com. And all of my information and my offerings are up there. They're also accessible on my Instagram, but whether you want to work with me one-on-one coaching, um, or if you're interested in my group meditation program that I'm launching in November or my nutrition course that's coming out soon so many different avenues yeah
0: Um, so much coming
1: yeah so (laughs) i'm excited
0: okay well you have been a gem and um it's so fun to chat with you and i hope to have you back
1: likewise it was so much fun thank you for having me
0: actually at the time of this recording i was not feeling my healthiest I wasn't really sticking to my mindfulness, eating well, sleeping well, none of that. So I know a lot of us occasionally get to that place and it is completely normal. But speaking to Jess was just a reminder I needed to refocus on my holistic well-being. But if you resonate with Jess you're vibing with her energy, follow her on Instagram and say hi, she is at, again, Foundations in Flow. I am linking it in the show notes, as well as her offerings, including one-on-one coaching, human design reading, her wonderful eight-week meditation course. She is also having an in-person meditation and yoga workshop in Arizona. If that is where you live, you can join her there. Okay, so thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm gonna let you go enjoy your day now. And if I don't talk to you before the end of the year, well, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a fabulous new year.